Letter three on fair winds. A ship without port will find no winds favorable. Grit as a service. There's a passage in the Stormlight Archives book three called Oathbringer, written by Brandon Sanderson, forever changed how I view the word grit. The quote is, what's the most important step a man can make? It's not the first one, is it? It's the next one. It's always the next step. See, to me, philosophy is the possibility to find wisdom anywhere and in all things. Rugged code concepts state that anything that we make or create can be used, interpreted, or repackaged in a way that no way we could have intended. And so by applying wisdom from a book like Oathbreaker to the realm of cybersecurity, I wonder if I'm practicing something called rugged philosophy. See, both in the fictional world of Oathbringer and in real life, Taking the next step always requires grit. Now grit gives us the power to try again and again and again. And grit lets us grow through our failures to iterate forward from our successes as well. See, grit is a key ingredient for growth, but it can only take us so far. Offensive iteration. Iterating, iterating requires that a person has the courage to try something knowing that the first attempt often fails. Success or some measure of success comes much later as we recover from repeated failures. If failures like during a red team operation, when tools or tactics are getting blocked, or failures like in a cyber incident where our friends are under direct attack and we can't figure out how to stop them from being harmed. See, I call this area where discomfort seeps in and grit is required to see ourselves through the ordeal called the danger zone. The ability to remain in the danger zone has more growth potential for our character than the ability to simply survive the danger zone. Remaining in the danger zone means that we are willing to stay put, observe, make a plan, and figure out. We are willing to iterate through our failures as we come to terms with what is happening and make attempts to achieve an outcome that is more preferable than letting an adversary dictate the outcome. Iteration gets us out of danger. Grit gives us the opportunity to do so. The danger zone. Grit, or nerve as it's called often, can be summarized as obstinance in the face of obstacles. Like Marcus Aurelius says, what stands in the way becomes the way. We as leaders must be dispassionate about our failures, expecting them to come and to be used as an opportunity to be one step closer to the best version of ourselves. We have to be obstinate in the face of the biggest obstacle, ourselves. We remain in the danger zone of our own failure, determined to keep walking forward until we have found an acceptable path for growth. Examples of iterative grit dubbed the danger zone, can be seen throughout history. Oftentimes, to a confusing dichotomy, dichotomy because too much time in the danger zone will give us a person tunnel vision. Then we miss out on a chance to move forward and exit the danger. Too little iterative grit leads to stagnation, forces us to stand fast in our current comfort. So how are we as leaders expected to strike a correct balance? Well, the answer is that we can't. Good captain, bad commander. Sometimes we will tunnel, and sometimes we will stagnate. 
But by trying, by always taking that next step, we are moving forward. And forward is the only direction worthy of travel. And balance will come as long as we travel in the right direction. It is often said that a good captain may make a terrible commander. Interpreted as, people can break under pressure. And the only way to discover that breaking point is to place them under pressure. You see, without putting ourselves in an uncomfortable situation to test our own grit, we will never know our own potential for growth. Growth is always in front of us, never to the side or behind. We reach it by taking one step forward, and then another, and then another. Red Team Grit Now, iterative of grit in the field of offensive security can be something like red team atomic testing or unit testing. Now, red team atomic testing is methodical, probing for defenses for reactions, and making note of what works and what doesn't. The most successful offensive security engineers, hackers, red teamers, they all have the, both the desire to iterate and the grit to keep trying. They live in the danger zone long enough to find a way out. They stay in the danger zone until they grow their way out. Hacker Mindset Adversarial iteration is conducting the same attack, even if it fails repeatedly to test and measure change in defensive responses. Adversarial iteration is not blind iteration, which can be considered walking in the dark. Without being able to see where we came from, how can we know where we are going if it is in front of us? Blind iteration leads to stagnation, and we as hackers must always understand the goal we are trying to achieve, and how our current specific actions get us closer to that goal. Now, threat iteration is using is used often in threat hunting and is similar to adversarial iteration. Threat iteration tests the effectiveness of detections to discover ways to make them better either in quality by scaling vertically or efficiency by scaling horizontally. Expert threat hunters often have many hunches and theories as it comes with part of their ability to what I call see the matrix. Assessing hunches, which are rough ideas formed by incomplete data, by its nature means that failure is to be expected. The data is incomplete. Now, unless we possess precognitive abilities, our hunches will almost always turn out to be inaccurate. Our grit, however, will keep us searching our hunches for a path that leads us out of the danger zone. Preparing for failure. Hunches are not dangerous. And when we start placing our values on top of those hunches, however, our vision and goals start to skew in a direction that we want. Our intended direction of travel is always, is always forward, but a skewed direction will lead us astray. It is improbable that the first iteration of a test will have the desired efficiency or effect. Without the ability to assess the results of a test, removed from our judgments of a hunch, we no longer move forward, but in a direction that takes us further away from the danger zone that we as hackers thrive in. It is in that skew, is it that we skew the data because we fear failure? Do we fear the obstacle in front of us and choose the easier path to the sides of us? Now growth always lies in front, never to the side. Mentally preparing for failure as a stepping stone to success gets us closer to where we prefer to be, aligned with our own true nature, unencumbered by our own bias, ready to take the next step journey or destination. 
If failure is to be expected at all stages, when then is a project to truly complete? Is it true then that a journey of failure is more important than successfully arriving at our destination? The journey is complete when it's complete. When we feel compelled to move on, to iterate on another project because it's the next step that is in front of us. One fork in the road leads to another. Consider the feeling if, on our own journey, we found somebody walking a similar path. As stewards of the path that we travel, at some point we will have to pass that stewardship on to someone else. The path does not belong to us, only the journey does. And when the journey has been passed to another, only then will we have reached our destination, the next step. Naming and framing. Objectives and key results, OKRs, they all have different definition based on what book or article we read. But here's the truth. I have never fully completed an OKR. Closed it out, marked it done. Why? Because of the iterative process I go through almost every day. I iterate through the desired end state of the goals, and I'm often led to another related project that aligns with or achieves the important goals of my objective. The journey can be passed off to another whom I've met on the road, traveling in the same direction, even if our paths only align shortly. Now, this is just a fancy word for delegation, I hear you say. Well, let me assure you it isn't. It's a natural interse intersection of two people making progress on a goal that for a short time aligns. Now, the stoic in me hears the words of, don't let yourself get attached to ex external things. The destination does not belong to me. It belongs to all travelers on the road, just as the road does not belong to me. The only thing that belongs to me is the journey that I am on. And for a short time, my life may intersect with the journey of a project that I have become its steward until one day, my next step will take me away from it down a different path. Now for OKRs, it means that my goals are constantly evolving and growing. I keep watch on the path until someone comes along and requires that path from me. Favorable winds. A ship without port will find no winds favorable. So how am I to reconcile the fact that my journey will never be complete if my projects will never fully be finished or that my OKRs will never be closed out? Well, I have a destination. It's just that my destination adapts and grows as I do. Sailors will find winds favorable because they know where they are going and they take the measures to get there. They know what waits for them at the end of their journey, the destination to which they are traveling, always taking step forwards and never step backwards. Now, without a destination or a port to keep with the sailor theme, we can never truly say that we are taking a step forward only that we're moving. So, journey or destination? On one hand, a journey without a destination doesn't move us forward, it just moves us around. On the other, a destination without a journey doesn't show us how far we have moved. Pick a goal and take a step forward, and then another, and then another until you find a fork in the road that requires you to find your next destination. Make your choice, continue with your next step, all the way until the end. Farewell, and may fair winds find you.